Like Anna Nalik once eloquently put in her song, Breathe. Life's like an hourglass glued to the table. The grains of sand go downwards at a steady pace. Every second passes by only once. You don't get to rewind those seconds, just like how you don't get to flip the hourglass. How you spend those seconds, those minutes, those hours, those days, that's all up to you. But whatever you do, that moment, that second, that minute, that hour, that day, will be gone forever. Because of this, any action not taken will be left unexplored. Every question unasked will remain unanswered. When one path is taken, many others are closed off. For this episode, I want to focus on the unanswered questions and the closed off pathways. Today, I want to talk about the things I'll never find out. Whenever I visit my grandpa, I always take the same bus I've been taking all my life. But when I was little, the bus always drove past a certain bus stop where a mannequin stood in the backyard of a house. How did it get there? Why was it there? Why did the mannequin wear a gray hoodie? I'll never find out, because I never got off at that bus stop to take a closer look. And even if I would do that now, it would be of no use. The mannequin is long gone. For as long as I can remember, I have been in love with cheese. I'll put it on bread, I'll put it on pizza, I'll put it on pasta, I'll even put it on top of more cheese. My love is so widely known that some people even refer to me as that guy who could make love to a block of cheese. Now, of course, I don't consummate my love for cheese. I simply consume it. But how would things have been if my biological makeup wasn't in my favor? What if, somewhere down the line, someone or something decided that I should be lactose intolerant? If that were the case, <laughs> I'd fight the gods themselves in order to attain the ability to enjoy that liquid gold. And luckily for me, I'll never find out what such a torturous life would be like because I have been blessed with the power to properly digest the dairy. Back when I was still a little boy, living through the trials and tribulations of middle school, there was this one girl who always acted somewhat oddly when I was around. Whenever I saw her, she would tell me I was so cool. She'd smile broadly at me whenever I saw her in the hallways and would sometimes even wave at me if she saw me. I'd uh, either awkwardly say thank you, uh, half-heartedly wave back, or um, not even react at all. If by now you're banging your head against the desk, wall, or ground, or 
any hard surface, you might want to stop it because this is where the situation becomes a little more ambiguous. You see, back in the day, I didn't always leave a good impression with people. Matter of fact, some of the people at school saw me as uh, as an idiot. Now, I, I'm not using the word idiot. I'm, I mean, I don't like to use it. Uh, I don't like to apply it to anybody. Not even myself, but... Well, that's, that's just what they called me, so... But as far as friends, family, and the guy who stares back at me when I look in the mirror have told me I was I wasn't an idiot, just a well-meaning, kind guy with a whole lot of quirks. And of course, now I know that I was a socially awkward, socially anxious, often exhausted man who was heavily entangled with himself. Wait, did I just use past tense there? <laughs> Allow me to correct myself. I am a socially awkward, socially anxious, often exhausted man who is heavily entangled with himself. I shouldn't have said that, but hey, it's in the script, so let's continue, okay? The reason why I call this situation ambiguous is because not much later, during my middle school years, she wouldn't talk to me at all. Even when I mustered up the courage to ask the girl if she had something to say, she'd just answer with, um, no. Even later, she even tried to prank me by giving me a can of Fanta. Thing was, it was filled to the brim with laxatives. Now, one of my friends was so kind to swat the can out of my hand, but the whole situation left me in confusion. Did the girl like me, but later came to see me in a negative light due to my awkward behavior? Did she never like me at all, and was she just trying to make fun of me? Or did she like me all along, and was this her very weird way of trying to get my attention? I'll never find out, because this girl has long gone her own way. Living her own life. I hope she's doing well. After the halfway point of my time in middle school, I got my very first girlfriend. I was over the moon. I was ecstatic. I was convinced that I found my wife for life. Then came the second week and, I, and already I felt as if something was wrong. This feeling continued for months as my girlfriend and I bickered and fought over every little thing. After months of us inflicting pain on each other, both mental and physical, we called it quits. I'll never find out how things would have been if both her and me were in a better place at that time. Because the both of us have moved on. If you've been listening along, you might have noticed that I don't sound very regretful when I talk about the things I haven't done. You'd be correct to make that observation. If you haven't noticed, well, now you know. I don't regret the mistakes I've made, nor am I sad I won't ever find out what my bowels would do with a piece of Gouda if I were lactose intolerant. Okay, maybe I regret not visiting the mannequin, but, but that's all. Because for everything else, I'm glad about the way things worked out. 
I may not have a relationship with the very first girl who may or may not have shown affection to me. I may not be in a happy relationship with my very first girlfriend, but I have Julia, the girl you occasionally hear on my podcast and who also happens to be the love of my life. You know, I don't have to find out what could have been. As long as I have her, I'll be good.